What up, ding dongs? Here out we go. Gate. Out the gate with it. I'm trying to talk. This is the thing. I'm going to talk like this. I'm Why? trying because I was on my way here. I heard Eminem, and I thought I would try to talk in the voice that he sings in. Oh, Can you no. do it? Um, if you actually heard Eminem, if you only heard Eminem sing, and I'm putting that in quotes, how would you envision that he spoke? This is a Side Talks podcast. <laughs> I'm Rachel Morgan. Can I have your attention, please? I'm trying to exactly. think of the song. That's pretty much Can it. Can I have your attention, please? Well, the real Slim Shady, please stand up. Please stand up. Oh, that's annoying. That is really more annoying than I thought it would be. Anyway, we're, we're not here to talk about Eminem. He is also in movies sometimes, though. Uh, just one, right? I don't know. I think he's had. I actually think he's had a couple of cameos and other things. Maybe he's had some yeah, cameos yeah. and other things. Um, but Eight Mile is like the, you know, I've never seen Eight Mile, but that's mm, his only I'm sort of like go fictional... ahead and hot take. You're not missing anything. Really? No, you're really not. It's actually darker than you think it is. Yeah. And it, I think I've said this. It has one of the most depressing sex scenes I've ever seen. Sick. I should watch yep. it one day. Yep. I'm not, not even like not a big Eminem shocking. fan. If somebody said to me, "How do you think Eminem's sex scene was in a movie?" I'd be like. Bleh. Anyway, let's let's talk about other movies other than Eight Mile. You sure we could continue talking no, about you like that song, Lose Yourself? Pretty good song. I'm good. Won an Oscar. Well, I guess, Brad, now we have to put that on here at the beginning. Let's let's get out of that song real quick too. Let's talk about other stuff. Please. Okay. Mom's spaghetti. Okay. What's the shit? That's that's how you're gonna do it. Yes, because I, as we as we alluded to several podcasts ago, uh-huh. Jane Lynch said women have annoying voices. <laughs> They're too high pitched. If they want to actually be successful in life, they should pitch their voice the way that Elizabeth Holmes does and talk like this. Well, and the way Jane Lynch does, right? To be that's to true. be uh, you know to that's be fair, true. Jane Lynch has, I would say, uh, a a a huskier voice. What's um, the shit that she's you know she's put to good use in television series like Glee and in film like uh, the Forty Year Old Virgin and Best in Show. I hear it, and she takes it a step further and says, and you know, ha- in, in her own defense, something about I like women, don't call me sexist, and I I have to tell her it's an incredibly incredibly sexist comment, Jane Lynch. So shut the fuck, shut the fuck up. Make sure you see it, say it deep enough. What's this shit? There we go. Are you All ready? Right. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So is Jane Lynch I, in this movie? She's not. Okay. That I know of. All right. But I could be wrong. Okay. I don't watch everything that bitch does. Wow. Um. So uh, she kind of pissed me off with this, Corey. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know she did. And, um, and uh, I, I think that's really funny. So this one was brought to us by Catherine, who okay. works at Sidewalk. Hey, Catherine. I said, I said, Catherine, what's a what's a crappy movie? And she threw this right out there. I mean, it came. It's like it was already on her mind. So I'm going to describe to you the scene I watched from it. Okay. It's a it's a couple, and they're both very famous actors, but certainly, mm, while they're still at least one of them is still currently working fairly regularly, they're they're definitely the age of the '80s was their era. Okay. Okay. And I think this came out probably in the 80s or 90s. These are hints I'm going to give you because I don't know this is one that I would say, like, Corey's definitely going to get it. Okay. okay. But they are very famous. And then there's a third person in the scene who I could be a character actor, but I'm not sure. And he's wearing a lab coat, so you know he's a doctor. Got it. And they sit down across the table from him, and they're both very buttoned up with the sort of big – one of them has the big glasses. They're 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 stuffy, and you know they've never done a single thing wrong in their lives is mm-hmm. what the feeling you get. Mm-hmm. They've got to be the best parents ever. And this particular doctor says, uh, please, let's have a seat. They sit down, and then he begins to tell them about uh, a disease called, I think, 
ALD or A L A yeah ALD. Wait, is this Lorenzo's oil? You got it. How the hell? I did not think he was going to get this. Lorenzo's oil is a great movie. <laughs> I just Listen, watched this for the first time. We're talking about what? Nick Nolte what? doing an Italian accent, which admittedly That's what I was is not say. amazing. I was like, is it an accent? Um, Question mark. Isn't it? I thought it might be southern. I thought not, it, it not, might be. Middle Eastern. Not the strongest part of the film, right? Susan Sarandon, who was an Oscar nominee for this. This movie is directed by Mad Max's George Miller. And it's one of the only sort of like non-Mad Max, non-Happy Feet related, non-Babe Pig in the Uh City related movies that he's made. And it's... I think a really like sensitive, albeit like operatic and kind of over the top in that George Miller way. Oh, it's definitely a melodrama. And Corey, what I saw, I got to have Catherine's back a little bit. Now, I haven't seen the whole thing, but this scene, I mean, he goes on about, it's just as dire as it can get, right? It's like, this is a brain. And I mean, some of the stuff is making me, you know, it's like it liquefies your brain. I I had to look up, is this a real thing? Uh Because it is so fucking creepy i can't even believe it and then it turns your brain to silk or some oh it's awful yeah it's not good and then and then it's like what are what are the odds of him living five to ten years old is the extent of it and there's no other there's no option is there anything we can do being asked and of course there's nothing and then towards the end of this you hear a little kid in the distance go daddy i mean it's it it doesn't it's not boding well no make no mistake the movie is amped up to 11 (laughs) right george miller like very deliberately and consciously like does things like cants uh camera angles and does these big swooping shots to you know amplify this melodrama and it is again operatic in the truest sense of the term where they are you know, Nolte and Sarandon, to their credit, just sort of throw their whole selves into this mm-hmm. movie and just... Except for with that accent. It's not a great accent, but the film itself, I think, is really, really strong. You know, George Miller was a medical doctor, and so this is a story that became kind of close to his heart, and, um, you know, it's got issues, but ultimately, I think it's a really, really effective medical melodrama. Okay, well, um, so, you're Catherine, just, I, I, I gotta tell you, I think you're off base on this you're, one. You're really upset. She was, she seemed very definitively like, this is a great, shitty movie. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I'm watching the scene, and I'm not I'm not really having your back on this, I gotta tell you. Well, um, now, Graham, stop I've only the seen presses, one, folks. Me I've and Rachel disagree on a movie. I've only seen one scene, but they're buttoned up to the hilt and the baby in the distance and, and just, and I don't know. Oh, it's good. But this is classic Corey Craft because this is definitely one where, what's the shit? We're 30 seconds into it and he goes, is this Lorenzo's oil? Which, because again, I just watched this movie for the first time but like also, a month Corey, ago. Just so you know, this gets X'd off of any list that might be good based on the fact that it's called Lorenzo's oil. Because it, see, it's about an oil. Terrible. Terrible. It has it you has won. a meaning. You it's not it. like it's you not like it. again a great title, but it does relate to something. I don't significant. It doesn't matter about oil. It doesn't matter. And Lorenzo's oil. Is which Lorenzo is what the oil is? Who called. is Lorenzo? He's the boy. Who's oh no, no. Okay. Because the oil. Catherine was right. Hashtag Catherine was right. Let's the oil on. is like a treatment for the disease. I figured. Yeah. So the the brain silkening disease. Let's let's move on. Silkening. I don't mean to laugh at that because it's actually a real fucking thing. It's and a, it sounds and really it's, horrible. So I don't. It's horrifyingly depicted I mean, in oh, painstaking I, detail in the movie. Okay, this so, is not working. In it's your great favor. watch. I say let's uh, let's move on. 
So we're previewing films here for Sidewalk. This That's is right. our uh, maybe our our third and last, and each one of us are just looking at one film. So what are you bringing to the table today? I got to bring um, our closing night selection to the table today. Uh, nice. Margaret Brown's Descendant, um, a movie I'm thrilled that we are bringing to the festival um, in any capacity. Um, I saw it at Sundance back in January, and then the film was promptly snapped up by Netflix. So it's uh, thanks to Netflix and Higher Ground, the production company uh, founded by Barack and Michelle Obama that uh, acquired this movie. They came mm-hmm. on as executive producers. So it's, it's thanks to them that we're able to show it. But, you know, of course, it's a, a very timely Alabama story. It's an Alabama sure. documentary. Uh, Margaret Brown, an Alabama native who uh, directed previous documentaries you may have seen, including The Great Invisible, and most notably the Mobile Mardi Gras doc, The Order of Myths. Iconic. Great film. Uh, Descendant, another uh, wonderful Alabama documentary about a very serious topic, which is the discovery of the shipwreck of the Clotilda. The Clotilda was the final ship uh, to bring enslaved Africans to the United States from the mainland of Africa after some uh, almost, I believe, 50 years after the slave trade uh, was outlawed and, right. and turned into a capital offense in the country. So this this ship illegally smuggled these enslaved Africans to Mobile, Alabama. And to cover up the evidence, this the smugglers burned the ship and sank it, where it rested for more than 150 years, a shameful secret that was only discovered in 2019. Now, the Clotilda did not completely fade from memory because many of the descendants of these uh, these folks who were brought over on this ship settled in the area after emancipation, right? right. Settled in the Mobile area in a community that became known as Africatown. Yep. And they passed their stories down from generation to generation, including and, – and this is a fascinating part of the, the movie um, – Zora Neale Hurston, the great anthropologist and author, um, in the 1920s traveled to Africatown and spoke to not only descendants of those brought over on the Clotilda, but survivors, you know, former enslaved people um, whose stories she recorded. Um, and that that effort actually was only recently published as well in a book called Barracoon. Um, so, so check that out if you haven't. Um, but the, but you know the the story of the Clotilda is kind of has kind of always been treated as a shameful secret in Mobile because the noteworthy you know white powerful families yep. also have descendants it turns out sure. who aren't necessarily all that eager to drag their family name name yep. into the dirt even though of course they were you know illegal slave traders I mean. Even Gross. legal slave traders are kind of shitty, but Gross. being an illegal one, I mean, as you can imagine, uncool. Especially unsavory. So Descendant is a movie that tells this very broad story, right? Not only of the discovery of the shipwreck, not only of the descendants and their their ancestors who, you know, lived this life, um, but also sort of the story of the community and how the community has been affected by change in mobile change in the state yeah. um and 
how these stories are preserved and how history is preserved. And that's an important topic at any time, right? But I think in particular in recent years where the very act of teaching and recording history has been politicized, yeah. you know, the idea that even having t- conversations like this about, um, you know, the actual history of this state could be considered um you know, an example of uh, quote unquote critical race theory or whatever the latest boogeyman is in some political circles. I think that's appalling. And Descendant is an important film because it is a corrective to these anti historical forces that would rather, you know, sink the ship than unearth it and, and talk about it and reconcile with our past and with our history. So, Descendant, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful movie, a really important documentary. You're getting uh, an early look at it yeah. on the big screen at the Alabama Theater, yep. which is in itself kind of an unmissable experience. But I will also say that we are scheduled to host as our guests several of the subjects of the film who who should be schedules permitting on hand for a post-film Q&A. So you're definitely going to want to come see it with us. It is our closing night selection, a film that I'm super, super proud to show. And another great, you know, Alabama documentary. I I'm really proud that this year we're kind of bookending the festival, right, with a with an Alabama documentary to kick us off opening night with Butterfly in the Sky and an Alabama documentary to close things out on closing night. So um, it's not just the fact that they're Alabama documentaries, right, but they're exceptional Alabama documentaries, and we're so proud of, of this state's um, filmmakers for really representing this year. Um, yeah, yeah. A really great year for Alabama. A lot of film. great, a lot of great Alabama features this year. I mean, yeah. truly. Um, well, I was going to talk a little bit about a film that is not Alabama based. As a matter of fact, a very far away land. Yeah. And that is a film called God's Creatures. Yeah, yeah. Which narrative. I'm excited to see. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's really wonderful. And I, I want to point out too very quickly that God's Creatures. We also have a film in the lineup called God's Country, which I do believe you've seen. No, you haven't seen, haven't seen that oh, one either. Well, they're both similar in, in title, yeah, and they're both similar in uh, sort of tone and, and and genre. They're both a bit melodramatic. One God's Country leaning a little bit more into the thriller realm, but neither one are totally apart from that. And they both have heavy subtext, and they're both a bit of a slow burn, albeit very different films. So mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with either one of them, but I did want to point out that there are two films with very similar titles in the lineup, playing at very similar times and close to one another. And so be sure you're picking the right one, even though you kind of can't go wrong. But God's Creatures in particular is – well, it stars it has an inc- amazing cast, as yeah. you know. Emily Watson, am I correct? Emily Watson, the Academy Award nominee. Um, is the lead Paul Mescal, who's an internet boyfriend who I think was on one of those Hulu shows. I think maybe it was called Normal People or something that everybody watched and liked. And uh, Iceland Francosi, yeah. the lead of one the of your favorite movies of all time, The Nightingale. And she does sing in this. It's an amazing, amazing film. It it, it took it takes a minute. It takes a minute to yeah. unravel, and it is not going to be rewarding for you if you're looking for something like Nope, where this where the 
themes are all right there on the surface and you don't have to do a lot of thinking. I'm sorry you- that my headphones went out for a second. I didn't <laughs> catch what great, you said. It's a great But don't worry about it. Let's continue. It's a great example of of subtext. And it, and it deals in the realm that I think isn't uncommon with this sort of what do you do as a parent if and I, what do I know about being a parent? But what do you do as a parent when your when your child does something fucking terrible? That is certainly part of it, but it goes deeper than that because it's also a bit about women standing up for women or perhaps not standing up for women and sort of the questioning of of what that allegiance may be, especially from a bit of an older generation mm-hmm. to a bit of a younger generation. And when, um, you know, sort of family ties are involved and, and it, it also depict both of these films depict a part of the world that are, are a bit, a bit unseen, mm-hmm. uh, different, very different parts of the world. But, uh, we've got with, uh, God's country, it's a bit of a Western. Yeah. And I do think uh, God's creature uh, creatures, I don't exactly know the precise location. The fishing village in Ireland, right? Like remote yeah. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, but a world I have not quite right. been a part of. I mean, it, it is very much, it's not where you go as a tourist, I'll put it that way. Cold, rainy, wet sort of part of the world. And that is all very much in the texture of this film. Again, a kind of a quiet one. And mysterious in some ways. And I, I, I think there aren't a ton of narratives in the lineup this year. It's right. really, really doc heavy. But I, I do think – and a lot of the narratives we do have, look, I'll be They're up, heavy. But they're hard to sell. Yeah. That's what's going on, y'all. Like the algorithm is coming like a tsunami wave and swiping up everything it can possibly swipe up. And so we want to bring to you films that aren't fully accessible other places, at least for the most part. Sure. And in doing so – it, it kind of getting kind of riding a similar wave here, and that does not though. I don't want that to scare anybody off because that does not mean these films aren't ex- exceptional. Mm-hmm. These are exceptional, exceptional films that absolutely deserve an audience, and I think that you will be a better person for having gone to see these films. But they don't necessarily jump out at you off the page. Yeah. Like some of our lineups might have back in, oh, I don't know, 2016 or 17 when life was a little easier as a programmer. <laughs> uh, again, won't you, wouldn't you agree though, and I know that these two films aren't necessarily right now what you want to talk about, but wouldn't you agree that the narratives, uh, while they while they are not plentiful, the ones that are in the lineup are for the most part really worth your time? Oh, I think I think the, the, the narrative lineup is killer. Um, I mean, you're right that it was a challenge to sort of find what we found. And these two films in particular that you are talking about, I haven't seen yet and, and am really excited to at some point, um, you know, across the board, I'm super proud of this lineup. Just the, the fact that we had to dig a little deeper and search a little harder for these narratives, it speaks to the state of the industry right now. But what we did find, I'm super proud of. Yeah, agreed. And and so God's Creatures, you know, apart from its other merits, from a Sidewalk alum, the director yeah. of The Fits, which um, yep. was... Co-directed, but yes. That's right. That's right. Um, that was in my top 10 of 2015 or 16, whatever year that came out. I think that movie's incredible. It is. This is a very different film. But at the same time, the word atmospheric can yeah. be applied to both. So. I mean, look, The Fits bought that filmmaking collective a lifetime pass for me. Right. It's an immediate guarantee that I see what they do. And so God's Creatures is is on my radar 
for that reason alone. But you throw in Emily Watson, good gracious. Yeah. I mean, I'm on board from the get-go. Yeah, I think you're going to really dig it. And and what may pull people in is that A24 stamp of approval That's on right. it. What may people pull people in is this internet boyfriend. But I think that even if those are the only reasons that you're feeling drawn to this – it is okay because I, I do think if you'll give it a little bit of time and it does take a minute, you will not regret having seen it. It's definitely come up and, and tossed around in my head several times since watching it. And that is, a to me, that is the mark of a great film. Well, sounds great. Thank you for listening to the Science Talks podcast. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. See what I did there? I got I got a little high in my voice, so I need to get low. Yeah, you need to For your own deep in your personal voice. cinematic share and Kate Hudson. How are those two related? Oh, you didn't know? Let me pull up my phone to find the visual aid that I'm looking for. But I can tell you that they do not like each other. Share and Kate they, Hudson. No. And let me tell you why. Here is let me read you Share's tweet, which you can't go wrong reading Share's tweet. Period. Like, no matter That's which true. tweet it is, you're going to like it. Uh, made mistake, and I'm reading it just as written, please, okay? I know I fuck stuff up all the time, but this is not me. This is share fucking stuff up. Made mistake of going to FabLab. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, I can't say it with a straight face. Made mistake of going to Fabletics. Is that how you say it? I assume so. What a pain in the ass. Won't even let you see anything till you give them your firstborn. Felt I was being conned. <laughs> what? So apparently, and you know, the cut got to the bottom of this, uh-huh. just so you know. As uh, they do. As they do. Uh, and, and they got in bed with the Huffington Post to, uh, to get to the bottom of it. They said, is this a fair critique? Apparently, Fabletics customers have complained that the company makes it really difficult, in quotes, to cancel the monthly subscription fee. So maybe. Hudson has yet to respond to Cher's vicious attack, probably because she is an Ibiza right now. <laughs> oh, the cut. It's not that vicious of an attack, <laughs> though, really. It's just. Did you not hear me say the cut? Uh, Their gauge enough. of things is a little different. Uh, so anyway. I expected, th- like. Kate Hudson like backed her car over Cher's dog and Cher was just like, I'll kill you next time I see you. So they can't like, this is just like a slight customer service disagreement. I think we're overlooking the glory of what's actually coming off of this well notice, which is that Cher at some point got on her computer, I'm assuming, or I guess her phone, which is a computer. And right? in, in all caps, probably, I didn't see it, but she, everything she tweets is usually well, in all caps. Well, it's not, but... Before she did any of this tweeting, she went to Fabletics and signed up for an account. So I just want to be the person facilitating Cher's Fabletics subscription. What do you think Cher does when she signs up for a, uh, a subscription like that and gets to like the field where you have to put your first name and your last name in? <laughs> Cher Bono? Oh, gosh. Sorry. Cher. Too soon. And then like she, last name is just like <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Oh, man, what do you share? Also, clearly she made some effort. She's clearly doing this on her own, and she clearly made some efforts to cancel this account. Who the hell heard from Cher in any way, shape, or form and didn't just immediately cancel that account? It must be really tough. If you're a customer service representative and you get, like, a call or an email and it's like, hello, this is Cher. Right. You may remember me from such films as Moonstruck. Or Mask. 
I, I don't think quick. I need to provide any more bona fides. Please cancel my account. Oh, uh, I this this brings me to a place where I'm saying that somebody, Sam, needs to sign up for a Fabletics account and let us know how hard it is to cancel it. Sam, I'd like to see you in athleisure wear <laughs> pretty much all the time. He's shaking his head no. But this is a I'll be I'm gonna this is a direct order. Yeah. Can I do that? I do I have don't that power? see why not. Fabletics um, now. <laughs> yeah, uh, sign up. Um, so that's the end of this podcast. Thank you to um, Boutwell Studios. And thank you to uh, Sam for signing up for Fabletics uh, thank you in to, advance. Yeah, in advance, exactly. Thank you to Revelator Coffee. Easier to cancel a relationship with them than Fabletics, but why would you want to? You wouldn't want to. Wouldn't want to. Uh, and visit us online at SidewalkFest.com or at SidewalkFilm on social media. Look, folks past three episodes, we've spotlighted several titles in the Sidewalk lineup. There are so many more titles that we love that we haven't talked about. We're talking feature films. We're talking shorts. We're to the talking, tune of like 300 more or something it's crazy. Ridiculous. It's nuts. It's I, ridiculous. I really think it's like three. If you include shorts, it's like 300 more films. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be here, though. We'll be here in the studio just sitting here waiting, waiting, waiting for Kate Hudson's response to share. Uh, so you'll pick us up the next time. We are able to step away from that waiting moment and get in front of a microphone and record another podcast. And as Cher would say, if she were here today. Half breed! You set me up for that one. I, that's not what I was going for. I would say, as Cher would say, go to SidewalkFest.com oh. and get your tickets and passes to the 24th Annual Sidewalk Film Festival right now. She definitely said go see Marcel. <sighs> yeah, Which but may not be playing while the time you hear this. I, I, I can't co-sign that oh. with all due respect to Cher and Marcel. Ooh. Sick burn. Well, I haven't seen this little shell yet, but I plan to. That was as sick a burn as Cher to Chaos, (laughs) and you're right. Take that, Marcel. Take that and rub that in your little eye. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.